Hey, it's your girl B. Welcome to my podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Instagram, JBSU18, Snapchat, JBSU, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get started. Hey guys, it's your girl B, and we have a guest again. Electronic Jack, a.k.a. Linwood Storm. <laughs> Yeah. So um, for this topic, for this episode, I have chosen, do you see value in taking yourself offline? We know that technology surrounds us. Um, It's one of the many things that's just very convenient. It's a way to communicate with other people um, who live farther away from us, um, etc. So I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, taking time away from your electronics? Because I know you have, you know, your business and all that that kind of surrounds by that. So are you willing to kind of step away from that for a little bit? As for myself, uh-huh. um, whenever I feel like I need to, I usually do. Do you see value in doing that? Like, do you feel better? It really depends on what you're trying to do. If you're, if you're taking time to read, a lot of people read on their tablets. Some people prefer physical books. If you're taking time to exercise, then you, you can do both in one day. Or you could just spend time in the woods. Some people prefer going outdoors for an entire day just to get away from technology. Um... But if you're reliant on technology, then it's a bit hard for most people to do that. Uh, We were talking beforehand, and we both agreed that it just kind of depends on how you were brought up. Uh, For me, I didn't have a whole lot of technology growing up. So for me, I could go a day or two without my phone. Um, The only issue is I do rely on my phone to be my alarm clock. Um, but I'm sure I can find another way to um, to wake up in the mornings. But, um, like, actually getting an alarm clock for one. But, but yeah, isn't an so, alarm clock technically technology? Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I, I'm sure I can teach myself. You know, you could train your body to get up at certain times. But, um, I don't know, I think... Growing up, you know, I didn't have a cell phone until almost high school. Um, I was always outdoors. We were kind of forced to growing up just because uh, my mom didn't want us to be stuck inside watching TV, playing video games or anything like that. She wanted us to um, be kids uh, just because we were raised. I've said this in my previous podcast, you know, I was raised to be. Uh, more mature than most of the kids in school so it kind of forced us not to be uh kids if that makes any sense we we just didn't have we were considered um not not being as social as other kids i guess Uh, awkward i guess is the word because we didn't get certain terms that the other kids did like lol took me forever to remember what that meant i mean until like it got caught on it is a good thing that you didn't have to conform to the standards of your peers and certain groups of society but we were also more intrigued by what they knew versus what we did but at the same time it's um important because 
I think my parents' way of parenting prevented us from doing drugs or doing things that now the kids that I grew up with are getting arrested for. You know, it kept us away from all of that drama and all that. So, because my family was known as not as dramatic, but my mom was known as like the strict um, soldier-like mom, like I guess uh, military mom is what they would actually refer to her as, I guess, refer her to. I can't remember what the term they use exactly, but I knew that my friend's view of her wasn't exactly the best because of her, you know, she had to, um, we've talked about this outside of the podcast as well, but, um, you know, how it would be, my friends had to be approved of basically my mom had to go see their house and all that stuff before we stayed over. Um, and so being in a strict household like that, we had a bunch of chores and I think that kept us away from, you know, trying to watch TV or anything like that. Although as time grew, we kind of fought over watching TV because we only had one TV uh, that had, you know, the satellite. We were so excited to get that. But we were also like, I, I remember for summer, um, I, I got in trouble for my grades a lot uh, just because it was a lot harder for me. But. One summer, I was forced to read a book uh, and have a report on it. So after each chapter, I had to kind of, it wasn't like a written report. I could take notes if I wanted to. But after each chapter, I had to go to my parents and like tell them what happened in detail. It couldn't just be this friend went with this friend and they were happy. It had to be who, what, when, where, and why, you know, and how. Um, I want to kind of instill that in my son, just kind of keeping him away from, you know, being so focused on the screen. Uh, so is that how you grew up too? No, I actually had a balance of technology. Like I, I went outdoors. I had friends um basketball you know neighborhood kid stuff and i believe a lot of 90s children had that kind of lifestyle and some children do have that kind of lifestyle today but it's not as prevalent now um when it came to electronics and technology you know we had tv at first we shared one computer and then everybody got their own laptops but when it came to computer and privileges on the television you know 30 minutes for each person. Same with video games, of course. That's the television. But, uh, yeah, I, I really I really didn't have a gotta keep. My, my parents really didn't have a gotta keep these children away from technology mentality. Like, if we were interested in doing something, we did something. You know, family went out. We went bowling. Um... So, yeah, I, I do believe even to this day it's all about balance because I don't believe I was ever glued to the computer until I started programming video games and right. writing stories. And, again, with with that, 
you can still have balance. Yeah, so but it I think really it's, depends on the individual. I think it also depends on where you live because I've told you that I grew up in the country, so and it was a pretty far distance away from town. So when the city kids they were able to walk around with their friends and all that, we didn't have uh, transportation. My both my parents worked, and um, you know of course we couldn't drive until you know we were sixteen or whatnot. And be able to get a permit. And so I think it's just, it kind of depends. Because, you know, uh, we had to rely on our parents to drive us to our friend's house. Uh, I think there was only a couple times where a friend of mine, her grandma, came and picked me up a couple of times. And that was about it. You know, because it's, it's kind of inconvenient in a way to have someone else's uh, parent come and pick you up. Uh, so I relied mostly on my dad growing up and half the time when he came home from work he was just too tired to do it he just wanted to go to sleep because <laughs> he worked so from like super early in the morning from like three and had to drive an hour to work and now it's well i mean it's not any better it's about 45 minutes or so but it's a lot better than what it used to so i think it just kind of depends on the location too i think it's different with city versus country kids because I also had to wake up a lot earlier than most of my friends did growing up because of the bus if we missed the bus we were kind of screwed because um, my mom would be asleep or whatnot but my mom only was our alarm clock up until I think seven or eighth grade she would get up every morning and all she would do is turn on the light and she would take the covers off and like it's time to get up, you know, type thing. And then we'd have to make our bed. And if it wasn't made right while we were at school, she would take all of our sheets off and everything, like come strip the whole bed down. And once we came home, we had to make the bed, clean our room before we could do homework. Then we had to do chores. Then we could do whatever we wanted. Um, so like I said, it was a strict household, but we were limited. And I kind of liked the country just because how quiet it was. When I'd stay at my friend's house, it it was so noisy. Uh, but I remember, I, I think it was different for me, too, because we didn't get satellite till later on down the road, uh, as well as Wi-Fi. So we dealt with dial-up. And I don't know if most of you guys even grew up with dial-up, but I did. And so I think that kind of kept us away from being online, because I've had my AOL count. Probably since my since I was well, I guess fifth grade or whatnot, and it was just sending emails to my grandpa, and that was it for the longest time. We didn't browse internet because it took too long. We didn't understand the internet because we didn't have a need to. But then every time I stayed at my friends, I was just like fascinated by how fast they were going on there like I was wondering like how are they doing that I don't know for that it was different for me but um I guess they're according to um Vahan Bell there was a Swiss scientist Conrad Gessner who might have been the first to raise the alarm about the effects of information overload in a landmark book, he described how the modern world overwhelmed people with data and that this overabundance um, 
was both confusing and harmful to the mind. But for him, uh, he avoided the digital environment and never once used email and was completely ignorant about computers. So in his, um, he, he quickly, he died before anything progressed to like what it is now. Um, but he's, he said like children's overuse of technology creates forgetfulness in the learner's souls because they will not use their memories Children can't distinguish fantasy from reality, so parents should only allow them to hear wholesome allegories and not improper tales, lest their development go astray. Do you believe in that? Because I really don't. I feel like I feel like um, technology is very um, important, and I feel like. it could also help the development of a child because to be honest, I, I do set my kid in a bouncer uh, when he's getting tired and you know this, I, I give him a bottle and he's watching TV until he falls asleep. And that's the only way for him to really go to sleep or hearing music or something like that. But you're still using technology in order to do that. And I think it, it helps and it's very resourceful. It's convenient. Um, it would be the only way I could talk to my grandparents who live in Colorado. I mean, I, th- I think I think the real issue here is the reliance on technology and addiction. Yeah. So, do you think technology is a- addictive, uh, or do you think yes, now it's just getting to technology a point? is definitely addictive, um, especially social media. Yeah. So I I really. Uh, I have a hard time keeping up with all the trends that are coming about now. Um, like for the longest time, I didn't have Snapchat. And then once I did, I was so late in the quote game that everyone kind of made fun of me. They were like, you're overusing Snapchat now. I was like, I'm just having fun now that I have it. But I, I only use it mainly to record my son. Uh because you can add little filters and stuff like that. And it's really cute. But I'm not dependent on it. I don't post every day. I don't post to Instagram. I don't post to Twitter every day. Yeah. I don't post to Facebook every day. Um, I I do it now, like, for Instagram. If I'm trying to say, you know, like, hey, I'm Zumba. I'm trying, you know, because I promote, you know, my blog and all that stuff. But I, I'm not obsessed with social media, I guess. I can go days without making a post. I can go days without checking it. Um, my phone is usually around me, but there have there was one time in college I was I felt lost without my phone because I forgot it at home on the charger. And the only reason why I felt lost is because usually I had it when um, I guess I was on call for uh, my job. And I was afraid I was going to get fired or something like that. So that was really the only time I felt completely lost because I was like, there's no way they know where I'm at. They don't know, like, what's going on. I don't remember the one. The biggest disadvantage is I don't remember cell phone numbers. I remember my parents' phone because it hasn't changed since elementary. Um, They triggered, you know, not triggered, but they used, um, what's it called? Uh, there's a word for it when you try to associate um, 
an item or thing to a word. Do you know what I'm talking about? I honestly don't. There's a word to it. But like um, two, there's like two in their phone number. So they say you have two parents. There's only one of you, you know, kind of thing. So, I mean, that hasn't changed. But the disadvantage for other people is that I don't remember the phone numbers. I don't care to because it's in my phone. It's the convenience of it. So, um, I, going back to children, though, I don't think, I think, honestly, the technology would improve the IQs of children. I think it brought in. I think if used the right way, it would. Yeah, if used the right way, of course. Um, but I still feel like taking time away from technology is also quite useful and beneficial um, to development. There was a Ariel Schwartz. She said in the past few years, the digital detox a break for a fixed amount of time from cell phones, laptops, and all other electronics that hog our brain capacity has become trendy. There are digital detox summer camps, evening parties, and pricey retreats, but shelling out $400 for a weekend of disconnecting with other tech addicts is a bit extreme. Instead, why not just try taking a 24-hour break from electronics once a week? There's a filmmaker, Tiffany Schlein, perhaps best known for her film Connected and for founding the Webby Awards, goes without electronics from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday every week. A kind of tech, I want to say Shabba, but it's it looks like Shabbat. <laughs> I'm not really sure the pronunciation of that, but Friday evening to Saturday evening is a Jewish day of rest. Her whole family takes the time with her. She says it turns every weekend into a mini vacation and prevents the technology fatigue that's so ever pre- present among those of us who spend all day in front of screens. So would you plan once a week a 24-hour break from electronics, or do you think that you would still be attached to at least one item? Myself or... Yes, you. I don't see how that would be necessary. Now, if I have something planned that doesn't involve technology or technology would be a distraction, then I would obviously go without any technology. But again, technology is all around us. Technically, it would be very difficult not to use it. Yeah. Unless we're talking about certain... Now are we talking about specific technology such as phones or because you need, well, I'm not going to say need, but you would benefit from a phone if you were in a place and you needed to get help. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like, if I planned it, I would still have my phone in the car, but I would keep it in the car. Um, If I was, like, somewhere where I was close by the car in case something were to happen. But... um. I think it just kind of depends on what you use because the just most. Because you have I, the think, phone I think I think it's the items that you. Okay, so what about items that you use the most? Because technology could mean anything. It could it could mean um, watches, if for all you know. Because um, 
watches is uh, a form of technology, regardless whether it's digital or Mm, numerical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because back then they used, uh, there's a trick to know the time, I guess. You know, you use the distance from stars uh, uh, for direction, all that type of stuff. Um, There's tricks in knowing the time during like that. But I think it would be best to just take away um, the items that you use the most that you, you feel dependent on for a little bit of time. Now, I'm not saying a week, but I think taking a 24-hour break is quite helpful, especially with the kids these days, because I do see a lot of uh, parents when I'm going around giving children the iPads or their phones to quiet them, and those children are, like, glued to the screen and but you know what I'm going to, I'm going to reference something that because Goldwill and I had a similar conversation and I brought up your same argument and he did mention that in our day we had video game consoles and even there were these little electronic toys that you could get at Walmart I think I had a Sonic Sonic yeah. toy but it was There's like a little a, stuff it was like that. a mini game yeah yeah and before but, that, you had Tron. But did you feel dependent on it? Did you have to have it around you all the time? You mean as a necessity or just as a gamer? As a necessity. As a necessity, no. Yeah. So I would suggest like anyone to just take a break. I think saying Friday evening to Saturday evening is not hard to do. Do you? It really depends on your situation. Some people need their computers to do research for papers for yeah, school. I'm, so I mean, if you have to do that, but you also don't uh, have you, to spend you, a whole week on it either. You could take that break because I know uh, in college being be, surrounded by you know my laptop and stuff all the time drained me. Like I felt so tired and I didn't want to be around it. So I... I had to get away, and there was. Um, I mean, that's I guess exactly what day. you do when I when I feel, out quote unquote trapped by technology. Yeah. I go outside. I go for a run. Um, I go mm-hmm. to the park, feed the ducks. Yeah, there's guys. There's there's so many benefits to fresh air. You don't have to stay indoors. But you could be outdoors yeah. with technology too. Yeah, you can. Um, but it's nice. And, and how, I feel again, like the my, my outdoors. My player is, a, is technology. I like to listen to music when I'm outdoors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if you feel super stressed, you really need to take time away from something that's... Um, because I feel like staring at a screen also creates um, blockage of thoughts, if that how makes so? sense. Um, because... I end up getting a, a headaches, it's like have it being surrounded by computers and all that stuff all the time. So like I have a hard time thinking straight or like coming up with a new idea. And um, so spending time away. But I what I do like is taking a walk and especially in nature. I walked in the woods and stuff like that as a kid too and. Um, at my friend's house, and I loved the quiet 
I loved, you know, just kind of being in my own world, my own thoughts, surrounded by, you know, by nature. And so that's my quiet time. Now, I don't do that now. I, you know, I, I meditate if I can and stuff, but I think it's also the environment that you're in, what you associate it with. They always say to avoid electronics in your bedroom and stuff because it can keep you awake if you're trying to sleep. That is true. Um, so they they suggest having you know the television stuff out in the living room and sleep and sex in the bedroom. That's what they say because if you use your electronics in the bedroom and stuff like that, then you're going to have a harder time um, going to sleep whenever you wanted to because you're you're so dependent on that item always because it's it's conveniently beside you like for my phone it's my alarm clock so it's always beside me in that way but i'm not always on it not always i do catch myself on it just kind of scrolling but i don't i don't have to post and stuff every day Hmm. so i don't know i think it depends on the environment too um so a new change of pace and all that, I think it's it's beneficial. But I don't think technology is damaging to your IQ or anything like that. I think those who think that way are um, older people who haven't accepted that it is the the way of life now. I guess like they. They uh, haven't accepted it. I mean, what what are your thoughts about that? Like, do you think it's just people who are so against? I've seen many older people use technology. There are many older electrical engineers, you know, mechanics who rely on technology. Of course. So it, it really goes back to... It depends on the, the person. mindset. Yeah, it depends on the person, and they're probably a bit older, but it's understandable. Yeah, it like is. If, if they're able, if they're able to run their life without a lot of technology, good for them. Yeah, of course. Do, okay, so we talked about some of the benefits. What do you think some of the disadvantages are of technology? Um. Depending on what you come across, addiction, you could probably be scarred for life. I think the biggest thing that's still going around is harassment and bullying. Even though it's preached and people say they understand, there are so many forms of, um, I I guess. I think this generation is just soft. No, I mean, I that too. If I someone's a lot, of- we we have had a couple of actresses quit their social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, over a few people calling them ugly. Mind you, yeah. these are these are the minority out of the majority giving them compliments, right? So but we also I, I, live in. I don't. I don't feel sorry for it's. Uh, what's her name? No, I don't. Um, Tico something. I'm not sure if that's the character name, but she's 
She's a, an Asian actress who played in The Last Jedi. She recently came back to social media after quitting because of people, Star Wars, some Star Wars fans, but again, I'm not going to generalize, um, people sending racist comments, death threats over her character that she played in the movie. She quit her account due to that. Um, personally, I think quitting your account is, or rather, um, closing your account due to that, it's a sign of weakness. There are always going to be people like that in reality. All you're doing mm -hmm. is, all you're doing is giving them what they want. Yeah, but if you always, it, it, you it always doesn't do that, to then, block somebody or right, to but it doesn't it. make you strong at all. It makes you a weaker individual because I think the so-called haters Actually, um, oh, are we talking they about should... people who quit their social media accounts? Or... No, I'm talking about people who always try to put others down. It I mean, should somewhat, exist, they have yeah, I think time. it should empower you. I think it should, you should just blow it off. You shouldn't even mind it. I think the only way you should um, take your account down is if you yourself have done something that is too extreme. Um, such as what was that one guy that just Gunn? recently gotten? Yes, if you were him, I would definitely be taking my social media down. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I would because again, he owned up to his jokes, cost him his job, but he still owned up to it, even if yeah. some of his previous comments prior to. But that he should, if he's going to take, uh, I think he should take his old one down. I think he should take his old account down. I mean, there was no old account; it was and, just the the account. There was only one account. Yeah, I'm saying he should probably start just a new one. But why would and you say do this? That? People still start know fresh. that you're the guy who said nothing is better than not being raped after being raped. Yeah, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing the. Two I don't. I don't better, know. But... I just think that you should take whatever who's ever saying stuff to you because again the we, we're living in again back make to technology. It something that's positive. You, you, you tweet a comment and that per and someone else can screenshot that comment. It's logged into yeah, history it's, forever. We, we live in a we live in a society where uh, you know it's so easy to hide behind a screen, and but when you come face to face that person, they <laughs> they're so weak, like they can't even say anything to you. And we also live in a society where it you are literally walking on eggshells as to what you are quote allowed to say which is stupid because I don't, with, with i don't I think it's with everything but there are a few incidents where there's it's a just lot a bit silly. i think i the people that i work with i'm the youngest one in the company and i've mentioned this before but a lot of people that i work with they have confided in me that they don't they avoid speaking to a lot of um people in my generation for a reason because they don't, don't know what to say they don't know how um to react to certain things they don't want to voice their opinion because it's going to take be taken the wrong, wrong way uh, a lot of them feel that way and i i told them i think it just depends on the person like they just they're so tired of hearing oh so and so got attacked because um there was a story of a man getting shot because of a video game and uh, are you they were like, well, that's recent, just dumb. Are, are you talking about the yeah. recent? Uh, yeah. So they they were just shooting. like, that's yeah. So they were like, that's just so stupid. And then we were started talking about it more. I was like, I 
don't think anyone got shot because of a game. Because why would you go into a home um, with guns and, you know, shoot someone over a game? There had to have been drugs or something involved. There had to have been. Who gets shot over a game? I'm like, you, this world is so Yeah, so it was, a, it was a tournament and the person was uh, – the person – lost i believe but chances are it was premeditated oh yeah as in you don't just go in with guns yeah so if yeah he probably was thinking hey if i lose i'm taking everybody with me yeah no kidding like fox news recently tried to do blame it on video games even though that they were playing madden i believe which is a football game yeah yeah that was one of the things in the article i was reading is that you know they're Everyone's going to say the media has a negative effect. But if you really research, there have been no studies that suggest otherwise. Um, There have been plenty of studies to suggest that there is no connection between violence in video games and movies and real life. Like if if you plan on killing someone, then of course, like I said, of course, you're going to listen to music that encourages you to take somebody's life. That has nothing to do do with the music. That's an emotional connection. It's an emotional connection. It doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't uh, encourage to actually perform the act or anything. It doesn't get you to do what you did. That's a choice. You made that decision to do it. I mean, it may pull um, you up, but again, it's still. Yeah. It, it didn't tell you to go do it. Uh, so, yeah, it's a choice. And, uh, I mean, there are disadvantages to, you know, the media. So there's a huge disadvantage to the media. Now, just because a lot of it's this. a lot of I false advertising. Going back to technology and the disadvantages, I do believe there is an influence when it comes to negative media and what children consume. Because, of course, they're still yeah. And if the parents are... Yeah, I think parents job, should still them. filter. Yeah. Parents should still filter... Um, content that children should watch of course I'm always going to be on that but at the same time I, I can't keep my son from seeing too much because he's going to see it either way and I'd rather him see something and me explain to him rather well, yeah, that's than um, yeah. then say yeah then say try to come up with some lie and then him finding out later that I lied because he's so he has mixed messages as to what's going on and him getting bullied for it, you know, t- making it out to be something else. If, but if I talk to him about it and say, you know, this is adult, this is not something that you should be watching. But you did see it. I mean, because there's um, I walked into my son's room and I had it on like um, SpongeBob or something like that. And all of a sudden it, it was like family guy. It was probably like, whoa, Cartoon whoa, whoa. Network. Yeah. Well, I don't remember what I had it on, but it was a children's show. At when I turned it on there, and then an hour later, I go in there, and it's Family Guy, and he's just watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, yes, he's young now. He doesn't understand, but when he gets to an age where he does, um, he doesn't. He may not understand what's being said, but if he sees like certain actions and stuff, I'm going to have to explain to him, like, this is very adult. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's what my show. parents did as well. You know, you know, but see, my parents, they blocked everything oh my parents uh, tried, so but I've... yeah once, yeah, once yeah, they kept getting yeah. emails about porn sites they were like oh this is this is not going to work 
He's old enough. He knows better. But yeah, okay. that's at, at a certain, at a certain point. I mean, that that's part of technology. Part of technology is yeah. being the internet and being exposed to sex. And going back to yeah, addiction, but the thing is, is porn addiction. There's, there's plenty of addictions that one can get from social media addiction. But again, the internet is something that opens many doors. Yeah, but see, the biggest thing people don't realize you have the control as to what you watch and what you don't want to see. All that at the convenience of a button, and uh, so with people saying oh they don't want to see porn or whatever then don't see it but don't make don't judge someone because they see it who cares um i just don't want my son to see it at such a young age you know eventually I mean, he's, he's gonna, gonna he's see it. trust me i i get that but i don't want my son being eight years old and watching it so I'm going to prevent him from watching as much as I can. But if it comes on the screen, I'm not going to lie to him. But that reminds me, going back to technology, I mean, even before the internet, you had TV, you know, yeah. you had softcore porn on TV. It's not as bad as it was because I remember growing up, you know, using my VHS tapes to record softcore porn. It could be TV 14, TVMA, but it worked for me. Pixelated titties still worked. But um, nowadays, oh my God. children just have the internet. I'm know. not talking about this. <laughs> but Every again, let, let me, finish, I have, pri- you have let to me talk about sex. prior to that, there were jet magazines, which, you know, had the beauty of the month. So at this at the end of the day, certain negative material, quote unquote negative, is still going to be there. So as long as you do your job as a parent then your children should know right from wrong based on what you taught them is right and wrong. And then when they come to an age where they're learning different stuff and they're being taught different stuff, they'll be able to make a decision on their own own because they they now have, uh, I guess they now have different perspectives. And with different perspectives, people come to their own conclusion. That's only natural. Of course. Um, So kind of like summing up what we've been talking about is just, um, you know, do you take value, do you see a value in kind of stepping away from technology for a bit? Um, And I, I do believe that you can learn something more about yourself mainly than trying to look for an answer as to like, um, how can I relax or anything like that? You, I think you learn more about who you are as an individual and whether or not you can survive um, without the use of technology. But I think it, it's uh, also hard, a lot harder to do that now with the generation, um, the younger generation at least, just because they actually grew up with this. There are children age of four having cell phones right now. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to do it rather than me because I, like I said, I grew up with that balance just like you did. And um, I can last a day or two without my phone or without anything. But that's also because I don't have a my work at home isn't 
rely on technology, but my work in the office is. So I think you just got to find a balance as to what you want to do. A suggestive idea would be uh, Friday evening into Saturday evening without technology. But you should choose the items, the devices and stuff that you feel most dependent on as a way just to see if you can last. If you can last, then you're good. If you are constantly bugged out and um, freaking out, you know, all that, getting panicky and stuff, then you know that this, the little device that you're holding is your life. Basically, I guess. So, um, do you have any less? No, I, I believe you summed it up quite nicely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's kind of the podcast right now. Um, for now, I guess. Um, so if you guys have any comments, questions, or anything about it, you're more than welcome to message me. And we all want to thank uh, Sir Storm for participating in the podcast. Of course. Gave some, you know interesting perspectives over the topic and you know he he's the one that I normally go to for the podcast so <laughs> there could be more obviously so um, but I'm sure you're more than welcome to join alright I will let you guys go for now so I will talk at you later peace, peace. out